Technology is all around us. The world is so fast-paced and ever-changing. We rely on the internet, our phones, tablets, social media for all the latest news and to keep up with our friends and family. But how do we stay present as parents? How do we spend quality time with our children and not allow the screen to take over our lives? I'm Bernie Rosquines. And I'm Jewel Buenavista, and you're listening to the Faith and Family Podcast, a Christian family community that aims to promote Christian values for every phase of your family life. Well, these past two years, of the pandemic has been, mm, let's just say, just a <laughs> little bit rough. We've been isolated in the house. We've been working from home, trying to homeschool our children all the while, trying not to catch COVID. We've all become so accustomed to relying on our screens, but how do we pivot from our devices to spend quality time with our kids? Oh, Bernie, that's such a good question. A lot of us get so busy with meetings or tasks that it's so easy just to stick our, our kids on our iPad or, or any electronic device. Absolutely. Right. So so let's have a discussion. We brought on some fellow moms to talk about their ideas of I'm doing air quotes with my fingers, present parenting. Oh, I love this topic. So let's let's welcome Felicia Nofuente. She's a school counselor and mother of three boys. We also have Tracy Wynn. She works from home with two toddlers and finds fun ways to keep them occupied. Welcome, ladies. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having us. So it's obvious. We're all busy moms, right? And I got to admit. I'm guilty of sometimes sticking my son not so fr- not so much in front of the TV. Um, he's he's nine, about to be ten. So for him, it's not so much the TV; it's the Nintendo Switch and the iPad because he's into Roblox, you know, right now. You know, when I got something to do, and sometimes sometimes it's not even something to do when I just need that. Like, let me give an hour of like peace and quiet just to collect my thoughts. I know I'm not the only one, right? Please tell me I'm not the only one. We're not the only one. Okay. Okay. So I'm guilty. I'm guilty of everything you just said, Bernie. So how about you ladies? What's going on in your lives when it comes to um, dealing with electronics, especially right now? Um, Well, for me, uh, I work from home. So there will be times that, you know, PBS or Disney is going to be babysitting my children. But, you know, everything comes good in moderation, right? Uh, I I like to try and justify that, you know, it helps my children develop in grammar and language and speaking and singing, a whole lot of singing. But, um, yes, it, just having it in under, you know, a time limit is, is what we're, we're aiming for. Learning curves every day, learning curves. But, yes, we're, we're working on this. For sure. I have three kids in at different ages, so they all like different things. So my oldest is 12, and then I have a seven-year-old and then a three-year-old. So each is into their own thing. For us, I kind of try to let go of that guilt because that pandemic time was rough, and I'm an educator, and I know what I'm doing, and I still struggled. So even if you are equipped or not equipped, it, it was still a struggle. So if Nintendo Switch was it or PS4 or whatever it is, that was where they're going to go. And 
I had to let go of that mom guilt, like, oh my gosh, I'm not there. But I think what the pandemic gave me was some perspective and time to see, okay, what do my kids like to do and how can I tap into that? So that's kind of where I took it. It was kind of like the gift of time where I got to spend time with them and see what they're searching. So I found my oldest son looking up lyrics, got into music, got into some 90s hip hop. And I kind of got to see what, what was he interested in looking at his, his searches. Because as a parent, you have to look up what they're searching. Absolutely. Because there are things that he looked up and I, I want him to ask me those questions. Like, if you have a question, just ask me and I can give you the best answer I can. But don't rely on Google to give you that. Like, you know. I am going to be your Google first, okay? <laughs> Mom and dad are going to be Google first before you ask anybody else. Right. And one thing I got from the pandemic was this bald spot in the back of my head, but we'll talk about that another day. So what are some things we can do instead? Tracy, I've been told you started a no TV challenge with your kids. I'm curious, how was that? Okay, so let's be honest. It started off as a repercussion for bad behavior. That's how it started. So I have a four-year-old and a about-to-be-three-year-old, and attitudes were flying one day. And I was like, that's it. No more TV. And then after the first two days, it was nothing but fussy fussiness, tantrums, of course, the works, right? But mm -hmm. once we hit day three, I tell you, it was like a flip of a switch. They were quiet. They were more independent. The The pretend play started getting really elaborate. <laughs> I'll go hours without hearing a peep. It was weird. So I was like, okay, let's see how long we can go with this. My husband has the trophy right now where he went five days without wow. TV. Yes. My longest has been four days, so we're, we're working on it. Well, that's, that's great, though, because at a young age, they are able to just be without the TV. I kid you not. The first. OK, so when I started this challenge, my husband's like, are you, are you sure, though? Because it's getting really hard. I got things to do. I was like, just just stick it out. I'm telling you, it'll make the difference. And once he started seeing the benefit because I had to go away for a week of work, he saw the difference that it made in their attitudes, the way they talked to each other, the way they played. He was like, oh, OK, we can do this. OK, I'm, I'm totally on board. So it, it also comes down to my husband and I getting on board and then making it a whole lot easier. So once we're not talking about it or questioning it, neither are the kids. Teamwork so. makes the dream work. So, Tracy, can I ask, what did you do to keep the, the kids busy? In the beginning, it became apparent that I really needed to be more disciplined in routines, building a routine that kept them busy. So what I like about that is that you're being intentional instead of taking the easy route of like, OK, just do whatever you are putting a routine and that takes conscious parenting. You know what I mean? Like being present and making sure that they stay on top of whatever, you know, routine you're putting. Ever since my 13-year-old um, was in kindergarten, we would do like dates, like uh, like intentional once a week lunch dates, one-on-ones. And now what we added to our, our dates is we have to learn one new thing about each other. So it's nice because it's a great way that as busy as our lives get, 
they get our full attention. And it's, it's been a great way for us to stay connected with our kids. So Felicia, I hear you have quite an artistic son and even take drawing requests from friends and family to keep him busy. So for their children's worship service, it went virtual and they would do these arts and craft projects or workouts. And he gravitated towards this like David and Goliath drawing video that they played. And um, he really like took to it. So then he would draw pictures and he'd say, hey, can you give this to like my sister or my brother, like my my own? So his uncle or his aunt. And at the time, you know, I would just take a picture of it and then text it to them. And it got to the point where I was sharing them on Instagram. And everyone's like, oh, that's so cute. Can he draw me Goofy or can he draw me um, Mickey Mouse? So I would take the request and he would draw it. And I would just show him a picture or he'd watch a video and it got to the point where he's like, what do my fans want now? What? Oh <laughs> yeah. like, fans. Who wants to commission me? Yes. Right. And it's funny. So we would open it up and I would kind of, I post it on my story and say, does anyone want to help Isaac practice his drawing skills? So you can follow my stories. So it kind of ro- like snowballed into, all right, what do my fans want now? That's and awesome. That is so cool. He, like occasionally, like he'll take a break, like, mommy, I just need a break from my fans. And I'm like, okay, oh. that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. His fans. So I have to say, okay, um, does anyone want um, a drawing? And then they would put it, uh, they would send the request and he would draw it and I would tag him. And um, it's, it's kind of been a really fun thing. And it, it does take time away from the screen where he can focus on his skills. So I've gotten like art sets sent to me and I have color pencils everywhere. If you look at my house, it's his craft room really that I'm in. Um, So he really, and he spends a lot of time and he's very meticulous with his colors and what he does. So those requests are very special. I frame them um, and I send them to those who um, requested it. It's just nice to see where his imagination goes. So now some people are like, can you draw me in the mountains? So we've been going on a lot of trips. That's my my big thing. I want my kids to see um, what's around us because we're in Nebraska. Let's be honest. I'm surrounded by cornfields and I want them to see the world. So he's been drawing. He keeps a notebook. He keeps a sketchbook everywhere he goes. I, I loved how you tapped into a talent that you may or may not have known that he had. So I have a question for you, Felicia. So as a school counselor, okay, how do you think it affects a child when they're left to their devices all day? I kind of get to see the positives and negatives. So now I try not to get my kids away from devices because they need to learn how to use it appropriately. And our school district here is one-to-one iPads. So they're on screen all the time. As a counselor, when I meet with kids or they have something going on, it typically has to do with social media you can see how it takes a toll because they're constantly comparing themselves to other people. They're constantly comparing what someone else has based off the images that they see. On the other end, there are great ways for them to learn new skills. You know, they learn all these fun things and if they're really interested in something, they can look it up. But there are reasons why parents should be very intentional with which apps their kids have access to. Wow. I, I love that you said that there's good and bad because we can't hide our kids no. from technology. I mean, no. I think it would be silly for us to think that we can because you're right. I mean, all our kids are on um, 
on their devices for school. So for it's, school. It's, that, that, that is what they're, they're trained on. And I love how you said, you know, for parents to be active, again, being intentional, being present in looking at what their kids are exposed to. Because as an adult, I get FOMO. I get it. I'm in, I'm in my 40s. I mean, you know, so it's and then I'm like, oh, how come she's looking cute? Okay. And then I start looking at myself, you know, all of this. So what more of somebody when they're young? Um, at, at a, a young, young age. age is not mature enough to to handle those kinds of comments and all of that. So it, I love how you said parents need to really stay be on top proactive, of it. Be proactive, be, be proactive, be proactive, be present, absolutely. you know. Yes. But again, I want to know more because I really do want to know and our and our listeners, how can because we have such a negative connotations. Oh, electronics are evil. You know, they, they're bad. Social media is bad. But there is positive things, you know, I mean, can you help us share? How can we make it a positive experience? Can you expand on that a little bit more, please? Um, There are resources. So I refer a lot of parents to Common Sense Parenting, and they go over movies and games that are age appropriate for different developmental stages. Um, And then they also have like a do and don't apps that parents should really look out for. I'm very intentional with how much access my son gets to others and strangers and people he games with. But as a parent, we're visitors in this world. But when you take that away, it's hard as a parent to to figure out that world that they live in online. And when you take that away abruptly, you have to be mindful of that's the only community that they know. Like if they can't talk to their friends, they do have FOMO. Like then I'm not gonna know what they talked about. I'm gonna go to school and everyone's talking about something and I'm lost. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I'm going to be 50 soon and I'm gotta, I got to Google FOMO. Okay. So <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> I'm like, what is FOMO? I'm learning so much from just talking and listening to what you're saying because my son just started Roblox because for a long time, he didn't have the switch and he didn't have the the Xbox and all that. But then I realized, you know, just like what Jewel was saying, like electronics is not evil because I started at first I was like, oh, my son's not into that. And then I realized when he started going to school, you know, all his friends were talking about Minecraft, Roblox, this and that. And he didn't have no idea what they were talking about. And he just made it up like he knew what they were talking about. And I felt bad. So we gave him the switch. He's on Roblox. And I am being actually proactive and checking, like, why are 12, 15 people trying to be your friend? And you just got on. And he was like, I don't know. He only plays with one person and that's his cousin. I think that's the one thing I've learned by as far as doing this faith and family podcast. It's really important to stay relevant. We definitely need to spend more time as a family and away from the screen. What else? I want to hear from Tracy. What else do you think we can do to spend more time as a family? What have you been doing, Tracy? I love that you're doing the the no device during meal times. That's actually been one of the hardest things to do. <laughs> I'm still working on this. I will admit, like for long car rides, if I don't want the kids to fall asleep, I will turn on the iPad and put on whatever their favorite movie is. But um, staying connected to your children and finding out what piques their interest and just diving into it. Just give them A or B options 
do you want to color or do you want to play pretend? But I did, I did want to share something because I think it's, we have to, like what you were saying, Tracy, that the internet is not a bad thing if we use it right, right? Correct. As a matter of fact, my 13-year-old daughter used electronics to invite her friend to a Bible-based webinar that we had not too long ago, you know, mm-hmm. and the topic was about social media, how social media influences Christian living. And through her electronics, she was able to invite her friends. So it's teaching them how can we use our, our te- how can we use technology to be able to share our faith and do more good in, in the world. So just wanted to add on top of that. Um, but Felicia, just to add to, to uh, Bernie, what else do you recommend that we, what else can we do in addition to staying connected with our kids and our family? you know, just having conversations, intentional conversations with your kids. And I use the car ride a lot. Um, I have three boys, so they're not really into sitting down and like having conversations with me. Um, I have to either throw a football or we have to go out for a walk, but the eye contact part, they're not really into, it's not their jam. But um, when we go in the car, I have really insightful and thoughtful conversations, especially as I see my oldest kind of coming into his own, but <laughs> just having those, um, those conversations with my kids. And, and like you said, you have dates and I have dates with my boys too. Like this is your time. And it's hard to, to split yourself into three. Right. Uh, so I try my best. To, okay. This one really likes art. So we'll do something for you. This one's really into nonfiction and historical things. This one's for, you know, like I'm, I'm trying my best and it, it is, it's, it takes a lot out of you trying to be intentional without devices. And like when we plan trips, I have to plan it based off all of everybody. Like mm-hmm. it's not a trip for me. It's all for my kids and tapping into those conversations and like, okay, how am I going to intentionally plan something that they're going to remember um, right. for years to come? So I think listening to your kids and planning um, ahead of time. And it, like I said, I'm split into three. Try to listen more than I talk now that I that's, can. can um, that is it. That's a great perfect. sentence. I think that's what listen I'm, more than talk. Yeah, that is <laughs> because they awesome. Have yes. You know, I, for my son, you know, I only have one son and, you know, I for him when he is most out there ready to share is when we go out for like hot chocolate. Cause in my neighborhood, I've, I've got a coffee shop down the street. We grab a cup of hot chocolate. I do my coffee. We walk the neighborhood or we go out and have breakfast or lunch. And that's when he's most like, he'll, he'll spill the beans and he'll share just kind of like what Jewel's doing with their kids, that one-on-one time. And that's so important. And like, yes, you know, it, it can, it can take a lot just to try to be intentional. But when you think about when they get older, they're always going to remember that, mm-hmm. you know, they're always going to remember. And that's going to pass on to their kids as far as like my mom or my dad took the time to talk to me because I didn't have that growing up. Now I know, you know, having these conversations with my son and you see them just as they, you know, when they're still tiny, of course, there's only so many things you can talk about. But then as you see them get older and their conversations start changing and what they care about, what they don't care about, what scares them, what makes them happy. Even sometimes my son, one time my son said to me, you know, enough about me, mom. 
how are you doing? And oh, did you start crying? <laughs> I, was like, I was trying not to cry over my eggs <laughs> at the cafe, but that meant the world to me because he is also present for me. Oh, you I know what I'm it. saying? For him to say, okay, that's, you know, he let, he let it all. He told me whatever, whatever it was. Some, some of it was big things and all that. But the fact that he also was like, what about you, mom? And I was like, so I'm just glad that I'm, it's happy. I'm happy to hear these things and, you know, to know that the important things that I'm learning about all this conversation is intent and being present. And, 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 and listening, right? Yes. And then that's why I think family hour is so important. Um, Absolutely. You know, we can catch up with our kids and our spouses and share stories and really hear our children. You know, every night I ask my kids three questions. Okay. And they know this. They come prepared now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> tell me three things that you're grateful for that happened today. So, I mean, it could be small things. It could be big things, you know. Um, second question is, how did you help somebody today? Well, I helped Ate or I helped Mama or I helped, you know, it, it, again, it could be small things and or it could be big things. And my last question is, how did God bless you today? Because I want them to recognize mm. no matter how big or how small, God is present in their lives, you know. And and the stuff that comes out of their mouth, is, it's, it's just... As a parent, you're, you 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 feel good, like wow, they 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 they're thinking about these things, you know what? Versus focusing on the negative things, maybe they did some see something negative online or what, uh, you know. But I want them to learn to focus on the blessings in their life on a daily basis. So every night during our family, and then they pray, and man, their prayers. I wish I could record every single one of their prayers, but. When, when we teach our kids how to communicate and see the blessings in life, it shows in their prayers, you know, because the stuff that comes out of their mouth is like, wow, I thought you're nine, but you talk like you're 30. Right. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so I love it. I love it. You know, so um, each kid, you know, they take turns leading the prayer and um, and that is their way of, of again, I always say this, always, always say this. Our children is a reminder of, okay, here I go again. Our children is a reminder of how much God loves us, you know? So the stuff that they do, like what you said, Bernie, you know, your, your, your son took the time to ask you, how are you, mom? That's God's way of using our children to check on you, you know? So it's, 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 you know, that's why it's important that we take the time to be present for for our kids and teach them the blessings that they receive on a daily basis, you know? So we have a minister of the gospel, brother Jeffrey Deguia with us to share some verses on the importance of spending time with family. Thanks, Jewel. And hello to all our friends and listeners. This topic is very much in line with God's teaching and ultimately his desire that every family led by the parents be properly guided in such a challenging and potentially dangerous world. In fact, God mentions how often we should guide our young ones here in Deuteronomy chapter 6, 6 to 7 in the New International Reader's Version. I quote, The commandments I give you today must be in your hearts. Make sure your children learn them. Talk about them when you are at home. Talk about them when you walk along the road. Speak about them when you go to bed. 
and speak about them when you get up. And with that, Sister Jewel, I'll uh, bring it back to you. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you, Brother Jeff. This 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 verse is something that is so true. Because the one thing I do when I do tuck my son into bed, you know, I also make sure, like, you know, say your prayers. But I also remind him how loved he is. And that mom and dad are always, always there for him to listen to him. We're his biggest fans. We're his biggest supporters. And that he is just loved. Because I want... For me, I always, and, and no matter what, that to turn to, before he turns to, and I was just one thing I was teach my son as well, is before he even talks to us, there's nothing wrong with talking to God first because God is will use us as an instrument to help him. So for me, that's the one thing I, every time I put my son to bed, you are loved, you are amazing. Every positive affirmation I can give him, but most importantly, God loves him the most. And more than anything, to go to him first when something's going on and that we will be the ones to be used as an instrument to help guide him. So for me, positive reinforcement before bed, you know, is is something that I always want to do for my son until he doesn't want me to tuck him into bed no more. I don't know when that will be, but I feel like it's coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you all for sharing. We know that someone out there is listening and probably needs a reminder that we will always need God in every phase of our lives, and He never, ever fails. I also want to take this opportunity to thank our wonderful guests, Felicia and Tracy, for sharing their stories. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining us today. Thank you for the invite. And just to save you some time, Bernie, FOMO means fear of missing out so that way you don't have to google it later when we look again thank you very much for reminding the oldest person in this group all right well thanks for listening to this episode of faith and family if you enjoy listening to us talk laugh cry build each other up you can download more on google podcasts iHeartRadio, and apple podcasts under faith and family Please leave us a review or just say hi. And as always, take care and please stay safe.